Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Great conversation with voiceover actor Scott Rummel in our last episode. Let's pick up the conversation in this episode. You had a, uh, I think you called her a voice psychologist in Maurice. Maurice Tobias, yes. There you go. What a wonderful lady, still, uh, still a dear, dear friend. What did she mean to you? So Maurice was known uh, for being the voice psychologist. She worked with top talent on finding what she called the money voice, which was what, where you are, what is your home base for when people think of you? And we worked together uh, a lot. And I really started booking big national commercials. It was not, uh, at that point, I was uh, becoming a familiar voice to uh, the American television audience and doing everything from banks to, you know, toilet paper, whatever. I I was doing a lot of national work. And... uh, and Maurice really helped me find that voice. Uh, I was the voice of, uh, she helped me. I became the voice of the Robert Mondavi uh, company doing their, all their wine stuff. And when she heard it, she said, Scott, that's, that's the voice. That's the voice that is really going to take you to the next level. And I started doing that voice more and more. I got the Mitsubishi car account for a number of years. I got Coldwell Banker. I, um, and then um, I was also doing a large grocery store chain here in, um, in Southern California called Ralph's. And uh, that was a great gig. Three spots a week for 16 years. This week at Ralph's, Red Delicious Apples, 69 cents. You know, and... Uh, so that was a beautiful campaign. And even though it was what we call a regional campaign, it was a very lucrative for a young voice actor to have that steady income, plus the national commercials. But in LA, I was really known uh, to producers and directors and casting people. Uh, you know, I was becoming one of the voices in town. Maurice, back to Maurice. Um, I want to tell a quick story about Maurice. I at some point I said to Maurice, I want to do movie trailers. That is in my heart. I really want to do it. And there's only five guys that are doing movie trailers in the whole world. And there's one guy that's doing at least 40% of the work named Don. Tell tell people who that was. That was a man by the name of Don LaFontaine, uh, who also became a great friend and mentor to me. And, uh, I love Don, uh, he's passed now, but, uh, anyway, uh, I told Maurice that I wanted to do movie trailers and she said, I can see it. I can hear it. And so we began to work on that. And she said, let's put a reel together for trailers and promos. And that means something that can be sent out to people. And truthfully, what I'll tell you is it's not as important that 
the end user hears that and has confidence in it. You're really at that point trying to get your representation, your agent, to have confidence in the fact that you can read this material. Maurice helped me put together this trailer promo demo. My agents heard it and said, wow, you really got a shot at this. You're really good. And I think two years later, I got my first opportunity. And tell them what happened at that opportunity. You walked in to do an audition. Yeah, my agent called and said, hey, the biggest trailer house in the company and country is reading new talent. This never happens. And we're sending you. And I was like, what? I called Maurice and said, Maurice, I got a trailer audition. She said, I'll clear time for you. Come over today. I came over. We worked on trailer stuff. I said to Maurice before I left her, I said, is there any last bit of advice you can give me before I, I leave? And she said, I just want to say, congratulations, you're going to work tomorrow. And I left that room with confidence. I went into the audition and uh, I walked into the studio and it was a pretty quiet, cold environment as auditions can be. Um, they can really freak you out because it just seems like nobody likes you and they, you know, they're waiting to hear who this next person is. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on the talent and on the people. They've got to pick the right person for this. And this is the first opportunity in years that they're going to let a new voice into the trailer community. And so I get up and I read this. It was for a movie called In Dreams. And I said, Annette Benning, Robert Downey Jr., In Dreams. Something like that. And then they all kind of made these hand motions and they were like, talking to each other and I stepped to the microphone and I said, uh, is everything okay in there? And they said, yeah, we're just wondering, where have you been? And I said, does that mean that's good? And they said, that's very good. And that was my first movie trailer campaign. And then I started doing all kinds of work for them. Then other people heard me and they're like, wow, we can use a new voice. And it's, al it's almost like the first domino fell, and after the first domino falls, a bunch of the other ones fall right after it. Now that you're inside the trailer community, uh, the club that does these, you become uh, le legitimate, and now you become, um, you get booked. Yes, and it's important for people to understand that it, the, the voice is subjective. People say, do you think I have a good voice? And it almost doesn't matter if you have a good voice because if you're able to communicate in a way that is uh, impactful and compelling, uh, the instrument that you have, whether it's a cello or a violin or a tuba or whatever it might be, whatever instrument you have can be used to make beautiful music and to communicate something. And so, it's less about the voice, as Dawes taught me. It's more about creating the character and really connecting with the script that you're reading. Uh, he always put it in musical terms. That's why I use that a lot. He say, think of one piece, this piece as a piece of jazz music. 
there's less punctuation, even though they've got periods and exclamation points and stuff. You ignore the punctuation and you make it your own piece of jazz. Uh, if it's a, a beautiful, sweeping orchestral piece and it flows beautifully and it, the tone is melodic, or if it's a piece of rock and roll where, you know, the drums are going. And, and so it's always been a, you know, and as a musician, uh, I always was able to connect with that. Great conversation with friend and colleague, Scott Rummel, professional voiceover actor. We'll be back right after this break. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. Welcome back to the conversation with Scott Rummel, professional voiceover actor. Let's continue on with some of his insights on the voiceover world. I read an article, oh, a few years ago, uh, a profile, a bio, biography of, of, about you. And it said that for the most part, you believe that you can read a copy and you'll get it in the first one or two takes overall. Is, did I get that right? Well... The truth is, at the network level, it's really expected that you give them something usable on the first take. They are under incredible time pressure to get their spots done and out and on the air. And they can't, they can't be a teacher. They can't teach you how to do this. You, you have to have an innate sense of timing. And, they, and if, they, if you read it once and they say you need to shave 10 frames off the second line, you need to know what that means. And you need to know how, how that works. And there is something to being able to give them a product. Now, I don't, I don't think that was my quote. I don't know if I've ever said that, but I have heard people say that about me. Maybe it was. Um, I remember somebody saying to me that they had been told by producers that I was something that gave them usable on the first take. That doesn't mean it's one take and done. They had something that immediately they had confidence in and they could tweak. Um, I would say generally I am not comfortable with one take. I, I would love to give them some options. And so uh, that's what I normally do. If somebody says we got it on the first take, I say, don't let me stop at one take. Let, let me just give you another option. And sometimes, uh, you know, when I've worked with voiceovers over many years, and as a director, it is an incredible joy. I, I used Bill Ratner uh, back in the 80s for a documentary series, and he would take what would be the script, of course, uh, documentary script, and he would make it twice or three times better just with his read than the words that I had written on the pages. So it was an absolute joy to work with him. You know, Bill. What, what, Bill, what kind of? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, Bill and I have become gr great, great friends. In fact, we're actually co-chairs of the Screen Actors Guild um, Trailer Promo Caucus, and have been for years. And Bill was really, again, one of my voiceover heroes. 
just a guy that you would hear all the time and a guy that has an incredible range and a beautiful, beautiful sound. And I'm so happy for him because his daughter followed him into this business and she's having great success um, doing voiceover as well. And uh, uh, Bill was one of those guys that, you know, when I met him, it was just like meeting, uh, you know, a superstar. And this is a guy that you, you probably have never heard his name before, but in the voiceover community, he is, you know, un, unmatched with what he can do. And <clears throat> so, and, you know, he is a joy to work with. And the reason he's a joy to work with is because he loves to read the material. He loves it. In fact, um, uh, I have wanted to really expand my uh, career into narrative work and documentary work. Um, this is a goal of mine as I get older. Um, your voice has more life experience and, and wisdom in it. And uh, the way you color wor words really uh, ha has to do with your worldview and all kinds of things. And, and so um, I really said to my agents, I want you to go after this work for me. And uh, when the coronavirus hit this country, the first job I got when the movie trailer stuff stopped was a, a, a beautiful show for the Smithsonian Channel called How Did They Build That? About these great architects that have built these wonderful buildings all over the world. And I absolutely loved it. Now, it doesn't pay what the movie trailers pay. At this point, I'm just loving the material. I'm loving, as I'm reading something, learning. I read for a new show yesterday um, that is about Mount Everest and the study of Mount Everest and how it affects everybody in the world. And then the day before, I read something about space. And, uh, you know, so I'm really loving that challenge of now entering a whole new world of voiceover. And uh, this is a, a field that Bill Ratner has owned for, for many, many years. And, and, and Bill, um, you know, is still working, but he's, he's also at an age where he's just enjoying his life and he's not pursuing, you know, a ton of new work. And, you know, he's really, uh, you know, he, he is not intimidated by anybody who wants to do this type of work. So I'm, I'm not trying to take anything from him. There are really hundreds of wonderful narrators. And some of the celebrity narrators are fantastic. Liev Schreiber is one of my favorite narrators. And people may not even know that he's the voice of, you know, many different shows and documentaries. But um, this, is, this is the transformation of a career and how things start to go and, and change a little bit as you get older and wiser. You want to have new challenges. Great conversation. Really enjoying our time and talk with voiceover actor Scott Rummel. I hope you join us for the next episode. Thanks. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.